so this 11th hadith was reported by Abu Muhammad Al-Hasan ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib Al-Hasan, the son of Ali, the son of Abi Talib Sibti Rasulullah the grandson of the Messenger of Allah we're going to explain the meaning of Rayhanati. Radiallahu anhuma. May Allah be pleased with him, with Al Hassan and his father Ali and his mother Fatima. Radiallahu anha. I preserved, memorized, preserved from the Messenger of Allah, the hadith and the saying of the Messenger of Allah, Da'ma yaribuk. Leave that which doubts you ila mala yaribuk for that which doesn't doubt you. Leave that which doubts you for that which doesn't doubt you. And that hadith was re- uh, re- recorded by At Tirmidhi when Nisa'i and Imam At Tirmidhi he said, Hadith, it is a hadith that is Hassan, and a hadith that has been graded as Hassan, meaning good. And Sahih and uh, authentic Sahih. Now, this hadith is the first hadith that the Imam, Imam al he brings, uh, which is Kharij Sahihain. The first hadith from the, all of the hadith that we have took so far, we've, took, we've taken 10 a hadith before this hadith. This hadith is the 11th hadith. The 10 before all of them are in the Sahihain or Ahadihima. Ten hadith that we studied before are either in the Sahihain, Sahih Bukhari, Sahih Muslim, or one of them. That's why Imam Muslim, he recorded all of them. All of those ten hadith we have studied so far, Imam Muslim has narrated all of them. As for Al-Bukhari, he narrates some of them. He narrated all of them except for, does anyone know? I mean, MashaAllah, you're sharp if you, if you, if you remember this. You probably deserve the title of Muhaddith, mashallah. <laughs> huh? The second hadith. What was the second hadith? Anyone remember the second hadith? Hadith Jibreel. And that was, that was recorded, uh, the Sahabi that narrated that hadith? Amr ibn Khattab, radiallahu ta'ala Naam, that hadith of Jibreel. Naam, so that hadith, Al-Bukhari didn't narrate that hadith. Al-Bukhari didn't narrate that hadith, the hadith of Jibreel, through Umar ibn Khattab. But he recorded the hadith through Abu Huraira, with slightly different wording, but the hadith of Jibreel. Now, but that hadith that we took uh, in this kitab, the 40 hadith of Imam Nawi, and the second hadith that Imam, Imam uh, Nawi he brought, then that was the hadith uh, of Jibreel, uh, narrated through Amr. And then the seventh hadith. And we're talking about those hadith that Bukhari didn't record from these hadith. Imam Muslim, he recorded all of them. Tayyib. The seventh hadith. And you remember the seventh hadith? The hadith, Tayyib. I'll tell you the narrator and then you tell me the hadith. The hadith of Abu Ruqayya, Tamim ibn Aus Dari. That hadith, the seventh hadith. Al-Bukhari didn't, didn't, didn't recall that hadith. Tayyip. The tenth hadith. The last hadith that we took. Before today. Hmm? Mumtaz. Inna Allah tayyib. Wa la yaqbal illa tayyiba. Naam. 
that hadith narrated by Abu Hurairah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is tayyib yani the pure one and he doesn't accept accept he doesn't accept accept that which is pure naam so this is the first hadith ayyul ikhwa that the imam imam nawawi he brings outside of the sahihain and it is as he as we heard a hadith reported by imam at-tirmidhi and imam an-nisa'i as for the hadith the hadith is authentic and sahih and just because it is not in the Sahihain doesn't mean that it is not Sahih. The, hadith, yani the Sahihain are Sah al Kutub or Sah al Kitabain. They are the most, the two most authentic books after the Quran, with the consensus of the Muslim Ummah. Sahih al Bukhari, Sahih Muslim. But it doesn't mean they are not authentic Hadith. Hadith are Sahih outside of Sahih al Bukhari, Sahih Muslim. Firstly, due to many reasons. Al-Bukhari and Muslim, they mentioned themselves that they didn't intend to gather all of the, uh, the, the hadith that are sahih. And Imam Al-Bukhari, his sahih is well known to us as Sahih Al-Bukhari. But he named it huh? Al-Jami' Al-Musnad Al-Sahih Al-Mukhtasar. That's the title, but it became known as Sahih al-Bukhari to, 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 the, to the Ummah, to the people. But al-Jami' yani a compilation of the Musnad, yani a hadith that have chains. Hmm? Al-Sahih that are authentic. Mukhtasar. What's the meaning of Mukhtasar? Abridged. Abridged. Yani some of those authentic hadith. And likewise, Imam Muslim, the same statement. Imam al-Bukhari, he mentioned that he would Memorize 100,000 authentic hadith. However, he only uh, recorded a small portion of that in his sahih. But he said that I memorized 100,000 authentic hadith. 100,000 authentic hadith. And 200,000 weak hadith. Weak hadith. Also, he would memorize them. Why? Anyone know the reason why? Why they would also memorize and the, the imams. Because in some of the other books we find that uh, after the checking of the hadith, such as the books, other, other books of hadith other than Al-Bukhari Muslim, in the uh, books of hadith such as Abu Dawood and Tirmidhi and Nisa'i and Ibn Majah, and other than them we find Da'if ahadith, weak narrations. But why, why did the imams memorize weak ahadith and record them down? Sometimes, sometimes although the hadith is da'if, weak, meaning there's some weakness in the chain, that particular chain may be weak, but يعني, it, 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 it agrees with that which is authentic. It agrees with those hadith that were recorded elsewhere with authentic narrations. So that hadith... Although, yes, on its own, it's weak. However, it is authentic due to uh, those other authentic narrations that have come through with the exact same meaning. But also because يعني, this was uh, from the preservation of the authentic hadith also. Because when there appeared يعني, uh, lying amongst the people, and sometimes maybe due to weak memory and so on, and due to the seriousness uh, of, of lying upon the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi saying something upon him which he never said. مَنْ كَذَبَ عَلَيَّ مُتَعَمِّدًا فَلْيَتَبَوَّأْ مَقْعَدَهُ مِنَ النَّارِ As the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, whoever lies upon me intentionally, then let him take his seat in the fire. Many of the Sahaba went because of this hadith, like Anas ibn Malik and Abu Huraira, يعني they didn't want to narrate a hadith. Yani, and they felt like they didn't want to uh, narrate from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu however, however, they did so due to yani, uh, the, the obligation, due to uh, that which has come in the Quran about uh, concealing knowledge. Now, but the Imams, they would record the weak ahadith also. So there could be, or there, there could be no chance for anyone to come later and say that this hadith that Imam Bukhari has memorized it as being weak, that he can come now and say 
such and such narrated, uh, so and so narrated, such and such. And claimed for it to be authentic and put it within the books that yani, contain the hadith of the Messenger of Allah. But rather they will say, no, that hadith is weak because he's memorized it, he memorized the chain, memorized yani, the, the, uh, the uh, reasons for it uh, being weak. And that is why the Imams also would record those, those weak narrations down. Because, as, we, as the brother he mentioned, it's possible that that hadith, although it's weak on its own, is authentic due to other hadith. Now, and likewise, Imam al-Bukhari was the teacher of Imam al-Tirmidhi and Imam Muslim. But Imam al-Tirmidhi, because we're talking Sahih Muslim, Sahih al-Bukhari are authentic, no doubt. But al-Tirmidhi, there are weak narrations within there. But Imam al-Tirmidhi was the student of Imam al-Bukhari. Now, and al-Tirmidhi, Imam al-Tirmidhi would ask his teacher, al-Bukhari, about certain hadith that he had with him and he recorded, whether they are authentic. And al-Bukhari said, yes, authentic. But he didn't record it. Al-Bukhari didn't record that hadith in his own sahih. Which shows that they didn't intend to record down every single hadith. Mukhtasar, abridged. Now, so the hadith is authentic, ayyul ikhwah. The hadith is sahih. Now, as for the narrator, then he is Abu Muhammad Al-Hassan ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib. Abu Muhammad, which is his kunya, and his name is Al-Hassan. Al-Hassan ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib. May Allah be pleased with him and his father and his mother. Now, as for Al-Hassan ibn Ikhwa, then he was born in uh, the third year after the Hijrah. The third year after the Hijrah. Yani, uh, in the middle of Ramadan, in the middle of Ramadan, as the scholars of uh, Sirah they, they mention, and he was from the, from from all of the people who uh, those who resembled the Messenger of Allah and from the relatives of the Messenger of Allah then Al Hassan was Ashbah, the one who resembled him the most, the one who resembled him the most. In fact, it's mentioned Abu Bakr Siddiq after the Messenger of Allah passed away. That Abu Bakr Siddiq would uh, hold, um, uh, he would say about uh, Al Hassan that he is Shabi, he resembles uh, a Nabi more than he resembles Ali. That he resembles, he resembles his grandfather more than he resembles his, his own father. Now, uh, and likewise, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he said about him, he said, Allahumma inni uhibbu. فَأَحِبَّهُ Oh Allah, indeed I love him. I love Al-Hassan. And so love him. وَأَحْبِبْ مَنْ يُحِبُّهُ And love, oh Allah, love those and the one who loves him. The one who loves uh, Al-Hassan. Al-Hassan, ayyul ikhwa, is uh, uh, the, bigger, the, the, the elder from the two sons of Ali. Al-Hassan and Hussein. Al-Hassan was, uh, was older than Al-Hussein. By a year, some say by a year, some say less than that, some say more than that. Now, um, and so he was, he, was the elder, he was the eldest of the two. And that is why Ali bin Abi Talib, his kunya was? Hmm? His kunya? Abu Hassan. Abu Hassan, Ali bin Abi Talib. Abu Hassan. Now, so his kunya was by his, his eldest son. Now, the Messenger of Allah he said about Al Hassan and Hussein, he said, Al Hassan wal Hussein, Sayyida Shababi Ahlil Jannah. They are the two, they are the, the leaders of the Shabab, the youth in, in Jannah, the people of Jannah. Now, and on an occasion, Ayyul Ikhwa, the Messenger of Allah he mentioned about Al Hassan when he was on the member addressing the people and Al-Hassan was with him on the member. And he would look at Al-Hassan. And he would look at the people. And then look at Hassan again. And look at the people. And then he said, Indeed, the son of mine, and he grants my son. Son of mine is Sayyid. And a leader. وَسَيُصْلِحُ اللَّهُ بِهِ بَيْنْ فِئَتَيْنْ عَذِيمَتَيْنْ مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ 
And indeed Allah will uh, rectify by way of him two great parties from the Muslims. Now, that was actualized um, in the uh, year, the 40, 41st year after the Hijrah. After they formed uh, two parties from amongst the, the Muslims, after his father, Ali, was, was killed, there were around 40,000 men who gave the, the, the bay'ah to, to Al-Hasan. And Al-Hasan, he, yani he uh, ruled over the Hijaz area, Al-Khursan, uh, Yemen, uh, Iraq, uh, for approximately six months. Uh, however, Mu'awi bin Abi Sufyan, in the area of Sham, then there were those who gave the allegiance to, 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 to him. Uh, but in that year, when the, these two armies and these two parties of the, of the Muslims were يعني, coming close to, to, to fight one another, then he relieved himself from being the Khalifa. And so by way of that, the Muslims became united. They became united. And by way of that, the, this hadith was actualized. This hadith was actualized. Naam, and that year was known as Am. Al-Jama'ah, the year of Jama'ah, of unity, due to uh, that which the Messenger of Allah mentioned concerning Al-Hasan. Now, Sibti Rasulullah Sallallahu means grandson, Sibt. But Sibt in the Arabic language uh, is more specific than, than in English when we say grandchildren, grandson, granddaughter. In the Arabic language is more detailed, Sibt. Means grandson, but through the daughter. Sibt Rasulullah Asbat, that's the plural. Asbat means, yani abna'ul banat, abna'ul banat, children through the daughters. Ahfad, they they are abna' albanin, yani children from the by way of the uh, son, by way of the son. And so, the only lineage of the Messenger of Allah that remains, or that remained, was through, through the daughter, through Fatima, through Fatima. Yani, there, there was Al Hassan wal Hussein, Al Hassan wal Hussein. So they are yani Asba, Sibt Rasulullah There was also Umam bin Zainab. Umama bin Zainab, granddaughter of the Messenger of Allah, but uh, her lineage didn't continue. So the, the lineage that remains of the Messenger of Allah is only through Fatima. Naam. Radiallahu ta'ala anha. Naam. It's mentioned in that Al-Hasan, he left behind 14 boys and 8 girls. 14 boys, uh, 15 boys of one, and 8 girls. Naam, and that he died in the uh, year, in the 50th year after the Hijrah, with some difference in that, but the majority, the 50th year. Naam, as for the hadith, ayyul ikhwa, da'ma yaribuk ila ma la yaribuk, da'ma yaribuk ila ma la yaribuk, leave that which doubts you for that which doesn't doubt you. Hadith ayyul ikhwa, which is a qa'idah azimah, and asul azim in the religion, uh, a great principle in this religion and in this Sharia. And they passed by as a hadith, ayyul ikhwa, before. In this kitab, in this book. They passed by as a hadith. Within that hadith, that which came with the same meaning of this hadith. This hadith, the meaning is what? Da'ma yaribuk ila ma la yaribuk. Leave. Hmm? Leave that which doubts you or that which you're in doubt about. Hmm? For what? For? For that which doesn't doubt you. There's a hadith that we studied from these. We've only studied 10 so far. You should know these hadith. Maybe when we get to the 30th hadith, you'll be like, ah, well, I can't remember the, the 10th, the, you know, the early ones. I can't remember them. But we've only done 10 so far. There was a hadith which within that hadith, there was a sentence or part of that hadith which comes with the same meaning. Yes. 
ممتاز نعم هذا هو That's the حديث إن الحلال بين وإن الحرام بين الحلال is clear and حرام is clear وبينهما and between them hmm? أمور مشتبهات affairs that are يعني doubtful doubtful matters hmm? لا يعلمهن كثير من الناس many amongst the people don't are, are unaware of what they are hmm? فمن اتقى الشبهات and so whoever يعني stays away from the شبهات from the doubtful matters then what فقد استبرأ لدينه وعرضه then he has يعني protected his religion and his and his honor نعم that was a hadith mentioned by Al-Nu'man ibn Bashir the sixth hadith نعم نعم الشيخ ابن عثيمين أيها الإخوة he mentions here in the explanation of this hadith he mentions this hadith is from the جوامع الكلم from the جوامع الكلم from that concise speech that the messenger, speech that the messenger of Allah was blessed with يعني that speech which consisted of few words but tremendous meanings نعم and this is from the best and most beneficial of the uh, يعني for the for the servant and for the Muslim فالعبد يرد عليه شكوك في أشياء كثيرة يعني all of us many things that يعني doubts will come to us many doubts will come to us yeah, or, or doubts will come to us in, in, in many affairs دعي الشك إلى ما لا يشك فيه إلى ما لا يشك فيه الشيخ is, is mentioning here and he's explaining leave the doubt for that which doesn't doubt you that which there is no doubt in حتى تستريح upon, يعني, so, so that you're يعني, at ease وتسلم and you're, يعني, you're, sound, you're safe and so everything where there is doubt that comes along with that thing يعني, and there's قلق يعني, uh, like uh, anxiety stress or يعني, fear then uh, you should leave that you should leave that for that affair that you are at ease with and that affair where the, يعني, wherein there is no doubt this is so long as يعني, the affair hasn't come to uh, one being afflicted by wiswas by يعني, uh, whispers يعني, in a state of constantly having whispers and we're going to talk about that uh, uh, later on now and so this qaida and this principle and this rule and that which we take from this, this hadith is within the halal and the haram is within the ibadat the actions of, the actions of worship it's in mu'amalat dealings and so on. The scholars, they mention every bab, in every uh, aspect of the religion. And so if a person, he doubts, he, he's in doubt concerning some food. Is it halal? Is it haram? What does he do? Stay away. If you're in doubt, is it halal? Is it haram? Stay away. It's a qaida, it's a principle. Stay away from it. Now, stay, so if there's some food that you're in doubt, Concerning whether it's halal or haram, this particular food here you have, I'm doubtful. Is it halal? Is it haram? I don't know. But you have some food over here. Is it halal? Haram? Yes. Alhamdulillah, it's it's halal. It's halal. Yani clear. What do you do? Leave the doubt. Leave this doubtful food and go for this. You got two butchers outside your house. Hmm? One you're doubtful about, and he doesn't write that halal on the on the. On the uh, uh, window, uh, you ask him. He's like, avoids the question, huh? And then you got someone halal, brother. It's halal, huh? And you know, you're certain about it. You go to him. You leave the doubt. Likewise, uh, money. If there's some money here, and you're doubtful whether it's halal or haram, and there's some money on this side. And you're sure that it's halal, then go, go with that which is 
حلال and that which is in doubt you. نعم. طيب and likewise in the ibadat. So in halal and haram, this principle is with us. But also in the ibadat, the actions of worship. Wudu. Wudu. يعني when you go, get, get, get ready to pray. Now, you go to make wudu, or it's time for the prayer, but now you're in doubt. Did I pray? Did I, did I make wudu? Or did I not make wudu? Yani, as the Shaykh mentioned, doubt's come to you. So now this doubt has come to you. What do you do? What do we do in this situation? Go with what you're certain of. Naam, that's a, that's a principle in our religion. And the scholars, they, 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 they make for us, and they make clear for the Muslims, principles. And these principles are derived from the evidences in the Quran and the Sunnah. And so, we, we build upon that which we're certain of. And this hadith is a proof for that principle. Yani, they say, uh, a shak, or al-yaqeen, la yazul bishak. Al-yaqeen, certainty, la yazul bishak. Bishak. Certainty is not removed with, with doubt. Certainty is not removed يعني, um, with doubt. And so, it's, uh, يعني, there are many wordings or expressions that the scholars they use for this principle. Likewise, they say, uh, يعني, We build upon that which we're certain of. And, uh, and that's why that Imam, that great Imam, uh, uh, Sheikh Abdurrahman ibn Sa'di, he said, وَتُرْجَعُ الْأَحْكَامُ لِلْيَقِينِ فَلَا يَزِيلُ شَكُّ لِلْيَقِينِ The ahkam of the religion, the rulings of the religion, go back to yaqeen. وَتُرْجَعُ الْأَحْكَامُ لِلْيَقِينِ The affairs of our religion, the rulings of our religion, go back to certainty. وَلَا يَزِيلُ شَكُّ لِلْيَقِينِ And shak, doubt, doesn't remove certainty. And then he gives examples. And so he says, وَتُرْجَعُ الْحَكَامُ لِلْيَقِينِ وَلَا يَزِيلُ الشَّكُّ لِلْيَقِينِ فَالْأَسْلُ فِي مِيَاهِنَا الطَّهَارَةِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَالثِّيَابِ وَالْهِجَارَةِ وَالْأَسْلُ فِي الْإِبْطَاعِ وَالْلُهُومِ وَالنَّسِ وَالْأَمْوَالُ لِلْمَعْسُومِ حَتَّى حَذِيمُهَا حَتَّى يَجِيءَ الْهِلُّ فَفَمْحَدَاكَ اللَّهُ مَا يُمَلُّ فَالْأَسْلُ فِي مِيَاهِنَ الطَّهَارَةِ The origin, يعني certainty and origin with water is فَالْأَسْلُ فِي مِيَاهِنَ الطَّهَارَةِ The origin with water, our water is it's purity, it's pure. Up until we know something يعني uh, has made the water يعني change from that state of being pure and now it's become najis. And, and يعني, that which doesn't purify. And that is through signs. Yeah, whether the, 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 يعني, the, the smell changes or the color and so on. فَالْأَسْلُ فِي مِيَاهِنِ الطَّهَارَةِ وَالْأَرْضِ 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 وَالْثِيَابِ وَالْهِجَارَةِ And the earth. The earth is all pure. You can pray anywhere you want. Hmm? Up until you're sure that there's some something that prevents you from praying there. Now, so a person who wants to pray outside as the Messenger of Allah said, he said that the earth has been made a place of prayer. All of it. Except for those places we have been forbidden from, from, uh, from praying. But a person, he goes to pray outside. You don't know what situation you're in. You're away from the, the, the city. Traveling and you want to pray. But you're in doubt. Or some doubt comes to you. Maybe there's some urine there. Here. What do you do? Hmm? What's the origin? It's pure. What's the origin? hijara and clothes. The origin clothes is is it's يعني pure and يعني halal and allowed. Well, hijara and stones يعني wiping oneself with stones and so on. 
والأصل في الإبطاء واللهوم والنفس والأموال للمعسوم and then now he gives examples so the, the previous examples were examples of that which in their origin they are halal and so we built upon that certainty of it being halal up until something comes to remove and, and removes that 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 uh yani that uh origin yani if so the earth is is pure up until something comes and says to us we can't pray there like if yani uh we find here in there we find that which makes it haram but the origin is pure and we don't listen to the doubts we don't pay no attention to the doubts then he gives examples of that of that which the origin is haram yani women women the origin is every woman other than your wife of course every woman is haram for you that's the origin that's the origin you yeah, يعني, um, you if doubt comes to you whether is she my wife is she not the origin is what huh yeah and it may be in a situation I don't know but this is the example of the gift the scholars to give yeah and concerning having intercourse with one's wife if he's in doubt is she his wife or not what does he do stay away that's the origin the example the scholars give in the books of fiqh I think they mention it with the rabah if someone is also now we mentioned that and that's here. Now, rida, which is breastfeeding. Yani, whether someone, let me bring it now. Yani, uh, if you're in doubt, you want to marry someone, you want to marry a woman, but, yani, you're doubt, yani, uh, you don't know, it's possible, you've heard, you've heard that uh, your, your mother breastfed her. So now, she could possibly be your sister. Shafi Ibn Tameen, he brings here. He says that uh, a person, he's, he's doubtful concerning uh, a woman who was breastfed by his mother. But uh, we don't know whether she was, uh, yani breastfed, she was breastfed four times or five times. Yani four sucklings or five sucklings. What do we do here? We go with the lesser. We go with the lesser. We build upon certainty. The the lesser of four and five is what? Four. We know for sure. There were four sucklings. Four. But we're not sure about the fifth. So we build upon certainty, which is four. And so it's not allowed. She's haram for you. Yeah, for Afan, she's? Huh? Halal. She's halal. She's halal. But, it's, yani, some of the scholars they mention when, yani, uh, in some affairs, in some affairs, uh, if you're in doubt, if you're in doubt, and it's possibly may fall into haram, it's possibly may fall into haram, you know, of, of a severe nature, then it's better to leave. It's better to leave. Example, another example. So, um, a person who, in Ramadan, in Ramadan, he's doubtful, wakes up, doesn't know whether Fajr has begun. What does he do? What does he do? Huh? And he's doubtful. And he's, can I still eat? Has Fajr started yet? What does he do? What's 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 the origin? He went to sleep at night. Wakes up. Hmm? No, but what's the origin? The situation he's in. It's, yeah, and he's still dark, but he can't tell. Has has Fajr started? What does he do? Well, what's the origin? The origin is. It's still night. That's because he le- he he slept and it was night. Yeah. So he wakes up. The origin is night. Hmm? So. He mentions that he can still eat. He can still eat because he builds upon certainty, which, which certainty with him now is it's night. However, many of the scholars they mention here, and if we were to implement this this principle here and this this hadith, then, yeah, and he would say go with the origin, leave the doubt, 
And the, you know, the origin is what? It's still night. I went to sleep, it was night, and I woke up and it's still dark. I don't know if Fajr has started yet. So the origin is that it's still night and I can eat. Hmm? And the doubt now is concerning whether Fajr has started. Wadi? Right? So you could go with this principle and continue eating. However, the scholars dimension what's better here is that a person he he doesn't rush to, to, to eat and work with that principle. But rather, what's better for him is to establish, try and work out, go outside, ask, look at the, t- the, the timetable, look at the time, verify. Don't just wake up, it's still dark, khalas. You see? Yeah, and it's, 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 it's better for a person to um, you know, work with the, the ahwat here, yeah, and it, that which is more cautious. Now, now, and we have also that hadith. Where the Messenger of Allah he, he, he said, La yunsarif, from the prayer, a person he doesn't, he shouldn't leave the prayer, Hatta yasma' sawtan, aw yajid rihan. That a person shouldn't leave the prayer, up, yani if he's doubtful whether he broke his wudu or not. Hmm? He shouldn't leave the prayer up until he hears something or he smells something, he finds a smell. Hmm? And so, again, this is the, uh, this principle and this hadith coming into play. The question we asked originally, a person, he's in, he's in doubt whether he made wudu or not. What does he do? What's the origin? Hmm? He woke up in the morning. And then, yeah, let's say he woke up, um, yeah, we're talking about he slept after Fajr, went to sleep again, woke up on the weekends, so we decided to sleep in a bit, woke up just before, yeah, or let's say a few hours before Dhuhr. And then, Come time for Salat al-Dhuhr, he doesn't know whether he made wudu or not. What does he do? Hmm? What is he, what is, what's the origin? He slept and he didn't have wudu. Didn't make, he didn't make wudu. So the origin is no wudu, no tahara, and so he works with that. He can't remember. And it happens. When you pray five times a day, and you, 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 know, you may be one who needs to make wudu, Frequently, yani you may not be able to recall. Did you make wudu or did you not? Mm? And so, the origin here is that he didn't make wudu, and he goes with that. And he go the, the, the doubt here now is whether he made the wudu or not. But the origin and the yaqeen is that he didn't, because he does recall. I, I woke up, and yani in that state when you wake up, of course you don't have wudu, because you just woke up. But the doubt now is whether I made the wudu or not. So here you go with the origin and certainty, which is that I didn't make wudu. And so he makes wudu. The scenario of a person now, he, he, he made that wudu, he prayed dhuhr. He prayed dhuhr. And then, for Salat al-Asr, come Salat al-Asr, he's, he's about to join the prayer. And he's like, have I got my wudu? Have I still got that wudu? Or did I break that wudu? What does he do? Hmm? What's the origin now? What's what? What's certain? What's that thing that he should be certain about? That he made the wudu because he knows. Yeah, I recall definitely. I made wudu for dhuhr because I was in doubt about that one, I remember, and, 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 I, and I had to think hard and I applied the principle. And yeah, and he, I didn't. Have, I worked with the principle, and so I went with the fact that I didn't make the wudu, and I made the wudu. Hmm? So, and I prayed. But now, come Asr, I'm in doubt whether I've still got that wudu. The origin here is you had the wudu, you got the wudu. Build with, yani go with certainty, build upon that which, uh, upon that which you're certain of. Now, likewise in the prayer, likewise in the prayer, if a person, he's doubtful about how many, uh, raka'at he's prayed, whether it's the third or the fourth raka'at, what does he do? Go with the, the lesser, that which you're certain of. Third. You go with the third. Tawaf. You're making tawaf. Not sure. Is this the fifth? Is it the sixth? Would you, would you go with? The fifth. Now, uh, the maratib of ilm, or the levels of a person's knowledge. Shaykh Ibn Hathimin, he mentioned in another place, not here, in his Sharh uh, of Zad al he said that the knowledge that you have is of four levels. The first is yaqeen, certainty. 
And that is 100%. Example he gives. Um, that you're in the masjid and you see a man, his name is Muhammad, and you know him. You, you, he's someone well known to you. And he's there in front of you. That is yaqeen. Someone asks you, asks you, is Muhammad in the masjid? And he's there in front of you. And you're there. And you know him. That's yaqeen. Certainty. 100%. The next level is dhan. Dhan is commonly translated as suspicion. Yani, suspicion. Uh, yani the overwhelming suspicion. And that is between 51% and 99%. 51% and 99%. Certainty is how much? 100%. Anything between 51 and 99, lesser than that 100, is dhan. Ghalbat al-dhan, that overwhelming suspicion. And so if that 1% comes, 2%, something like that comes to you, um, then you don't pay attention to that. You go with that overwhelming suspicion. And so the example he gives is that you went to visit Muhammad in his house this time. And you were in his house with him. And you spent some time with him. And then you leave the house. And a few minutes later, someone asks you, is Muhammad in his house? Now here, you just left and you just seen him. And it, maybe it's in the night. Yeah, and it's after Isha. Yeah, and he rarely goes out after that time. Hmm? Here now, you have that dhan. Yeah, that that overwhelming suspicion and thoughts that he's... In his house. Now, but it's not at the level of yaqeen. It's possible he could have, he could have left. Possible. Now, then the third is shak. Shak. Which is doubt. That is 50%, 50%. And that's it. Yani, uh, the shaykh he mentions, he says, ilmuk bishay, your knowledge about something. Ithbatan or nafyan. Martaba wahida. That your knowledge about something, whether Yani the affirmation of that thing or negation of that thing is the same level. 50%. Yani maybe so the example he gives is Zaid in his maktaba. Is Zaid in his office. Now here you don't know. Yani it's possible he is, possible he isn't. Yani 50-50. And so that's the third. The fourth is that which is called waham. Waham. Which waham, um, you could translate as a, a conjecture, yani delusion, um, like a weak suspicion, very, very weak, or a guess, even a guess. And the Sheikh explains this by saying, فَإِذَا كَانَ غَالِبِ أَنَّهُ مَوْجُودِ yani, If you go back to the dhan, the, the second level, of the overwhelming suspicion. The fact that you, the example we gave was Muhammad was in his house and you were there, but then you left. Five minutes later, a couple of minutes later, someone asked you, is he in his house? Hmm? That ghalbat al that you have between 51% and 99 is that he's in his house. Hmm? That small, very small element of doubt that you may have, يعني, whether he's left, that's one. Wada, is that clear? Mm-hmm. Now, now, so um, when it comes to the prayer, because the prayer is um, that action of worship where many people they have doubts come to them, whether that is. The pillars of the prayer, the wajibat, the obligations within the prayer, whether that is yani, the number of units, raka'at in the prayer, then firstly, that which comes to a person after the, uh, the, the salam and with the actions of worship in general, after they're completed, whether that's wudu, you've made the wudu, finished, gone, you gave the salam. Prayed, finished, gone. You don't pay any attention to any doubt that comes to you, that shak that comes to you. Don't pay any doubt. Don't pay any attention of one. As for yaqeen, certainty, you're certain. Yeah, this doesn't enter into this. When you're certain, yeah, it's not an issue. 
And likewise, غَلَبَةَ الظَّنْ That overwhelming suspicion. But it has its place, that overwhelming suspicion. We'll, we'll give an example. Um, and it could come to you. And what do you do in that situation when you have that غَلَبَةَ الظَّنْ You're not that level, at that level of certainty, 100%, but you have that overwhelming suspicion uh, uh, that you did one over the other. Or that it's the case, uh, one of the two is the case. So, just to repeat that, as for when you finish an action of worship, when you finish, what did the Shaykh he say, Shaykh Ibn Athaymi? Don't pay attention to any of those doubts. Don't pay attention. Now, unless you're certain, of course, unless you're certain. As for during the prayer, as for during the prayer, then there's only two situations. There's only two situations. The first is that it's, يعني, it's possible for you to determine. And, and you, you can go with that You have that that second level that we talked about. Certainty doesn't, certainty doesn't come, into it, come, come into it. Because if you're certain, it's not an issue. We don't need to talk about it. But يعني, if you, you, you're not at the level of certainty, but you have that overwhelming suspicion, here you go along with that overwhelming suspicion. Go along with it. And so in the prayer, you're doubtful whether uh, you prayed uh, uh, three or four. It's possible this can happen. Three or four. But you know what? I'm pretty sure it was, I, I prayed my four, the fourth rakah. What do you do? Go with four. Yeah, it's, not, it's not at the level of shak where I, don't, I really don't know. I really don't know whether it's the fourth or the third. And that's the second situation we're going to get to. But... When you have that overwhelming suspicion and thought that yes, it's the fourth, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and that small little element of doubt has come to you. Then go with the fourth and then make the sujood. Hmm? When? For those brothers who attended uh, Abu Ma'ad's classes. So in this situation, a person has an overwhelming suspicion that it's a fourth raqa'ah. And so he goes along with that. That's what he should do. He goes along with that. What does he do though? Sujood before or after? Huh? After. After. Naam. He does it after as it's coming that hadith. Naam. Hadith of Ibn Mas'ud. Naam. As for the second situation. So that's the first situation. You're going to be in either one or two situations in the prayer. Either you have that Overwhelming suspicion, so you go go ahead with it, and then make the prostration forgiveness after. Or, which is the second situation, yeah, and you're not able to determine. Shak fifty percent, fifty fifty. What do you do? Hmm? Choose the lesser. Yubna ala al and we go with the yaqeen. Yeah, we build upon the least because the least you are certain of. Because when we say, "Did I pray? Did I pray three or four? I really don't know, but I know for sure I prayed three because that's the least. Hmm? So you go 
with the, the least. You go with the least. Now. Now, and then you give the salam when? Hmm? So a person, now he, uh, uh, he, pr- he prayed, he just wasn't sure whether he, just three, he prayed three or four. He goes with three. Hmm? Huh? Now. Bef- this is before. This is before. Now. Um, now. But a very important, important point here, a very important point is uh, that the Sheikh, the Sheikh, he mentions here that the doubts that come to a person and that which we've talked about today is, يعني, the Sheikh, he mentions that if a person continuously, continuously gets these doubts, continuously, then he shouldn't, he shouldn't pay attention to these doubts. And يعني, the, 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 his, his case is the case of one who has whispers. The one who has whispers. How do we know who, the one who has whispers? Sheikh, he mentions, uh, he says the signs of a person having whispers is a person, when he makes wudu, yani almost every time he makes wudu, he gets doubts. Every time he prays, he gets doubts. Uh, everything that he does, he gets doubts. Hmm? That's a person who has whispers. And he shouldn't pay attention to, 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 to those doubts. Now, and then uh, the Sheikh he comments on that which the uh, Imam Imam Nawawi he mentioned at the end of the Hadith when he said uh, that the Hadith was recorded by who? Tirmidhi and and Nisa'i. Tirmidhi, what did he say at the end of the Hadith? Hadith on Hassan Sahih. And the Sheikh he mentions how can we combine between this? How can we say Hadith is Hassan, Hassan and Sahih? Yeah, and at the same time, how can a Hadith? Be Hassan and Sahih at the same time. Anyone know the answer? Huh? Mm-hmm. Nah, not tired. The answer the Sheikh he gives, he says, "In kana hadha al-hadith jaa min tariq wahid, thamaanahu an al-hafiz shakka hal balaga hadha al-tariq darajat al-sahih." أو لا زال أو لا زال في درجة درجة الحسن يعني the 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 محدث أنا سكولر حديث who يعني brought this حديث and يعني is questioning the حديث in the chain of narration then يعني he's in doubt he's in doubt whether it has reached that level of صحيح or حسن and so he says and he the Hassan or Sahih. He's in doubt. So he says Hassan Sahih. That's what he says. He says Hassan Sahih. وَإِذَا كَانْ مِنْ طَرِيقَيْنِ That's if يعني, the hadith has come through one chain. But that chain, he's in doubt whether it's Hassan or Sahih. So he says about that one chain, it's Hassan Sahih. Meaning it's either Hassan or Sahih. However, if the hadith has come through more than one chain, more than one way, then uh, one of the chain, one of the chains is Hassan, and then the other chain is Sahih. That's what it can mean. Yani when the scholars they say Hadith Hassan Sahih. Now, Taib. That's the next question of the Sheikh. Mashallah. Taib. Well, he says a faida, and he asks a question by way of it. Uh, which of the two is stronger? Is that your question? Which of the two is stronger? Yani. Uh, the fact that a hadith is uh, described as being sahih or a hadith that is described as being hasan sahih. 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 Kaif. Because it's sahih. Because it's sahih. Because it's sahih. Because for his trustness, mm-hmm. or he might have weakness in memory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. So, what, you, what, what are you saying is stronger? So, I'm saying Sahih is stronger. Mm-hmm. It depends on what we just mentioned before. It depends. So, the Sheikh he says that if if uh, the hadith came through two 
ways and was reported via two ways. فحسن صحيح أقوى من صحيح. If it was recorded via two ways, then حسن صحيح. And when, we, when the scholars say حسن صحيح, then that is more authentic than a hadith that is just صحيح. Because it comes by two ways. One صحيح and then another which is حسن. يعني so it, it, it increases in its strength. وَإِنْ كَانَ مِنْ طَرِيقٍ وَاحِدٍ فَحَسَنٌ صَحِيحٌ أَضْعَفٌ مِنْ صَحِيحٍ And if the hadith has come by one way, يعني one path, one chain, one way, and this, the, the muhaddith was in doubt whether that chain, that one chain was حَسَنٌ or صَحِيحٌ Then the hadith which has been recorded and is just صَحِيحٌ and the muhaddith has said it is صَحِيحٌ Then that is stronger. واضح؟ clear؟ نعم. What is the Islamic definition of uh, patience and also taqwa? How are these two different? Uh, patience, as the scholars they mentioned, patience, many definitions they give. حبس النفس يعني in the language uh, that um, uh, that a person he his soul he kind of like what did you say? trap haps na'am trap withhold restrain na'am restrain um, but sabr scholars also in the shara, in the in the religion in, or in the uh, terminology of the religion then they describe sabr as being sabr ala ta'atillah patience haps and nafs and to restrain oneself uh, as it relates to the Obedience of Allah, so be, to be patient upon the obedience of Allah, be patient with the, uh, the, the obligations, carrying out the obligations, and the five daily prayers, be patient having to make wudu, uh, when you're fasting, being patient upon that, hajj, and so on, uh, to be patient upon that. sabr and ma'asiyatillah, and patience. Yani, uh, having patience in staying away from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So being patient yani, uh, in staying away from following your desires, which lead you to carrying out haram. So to stay away from uh, zina and riba and khamar, uh, alcohol and uh, all of those things that are haram. And likewise, the last uh, um, category of sabr, don't you remember? Upon the decree. وَصَبْرَ عَلَىٰ أَقْدَارِ اللَّهِ الْمُؤْلِمَةِ Naam. And, and, and patience upon the, the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those affairs that come uh, to, an to, a, to a person um, that may ha يعني, um, have difficulty within that and harm him and so on. As for taqwa, anyone know the definition of taqwa? Nah. Away from, um, the fear of Allah. Nah, the fear of Allah. In, in, general, in, in, uh, in general terms, to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taqwa, as the, the scholars they mentioned, that the meaning of taqwa is like wiqaya. Wiqaya, to set up some kind of uh, prevention. Yeah, prevention, wuqaya, and protection. Yeah, protection. Yeah, so a person, he, uh, yeah, he, similar to, to to what we mentioned about the uh, definition definition of patience and staying away from the haram. That a person he stays away from the haram. He, yeah, he fears Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and he stays away from the haram, and he fears Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He, he fears his punishment. Uh, and and uh, yani he he um, uh, yani stays away from all those things which are displeasing to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and those things that are haram. Allah Jamil Ma Yuhibu Wa Yadawa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ala Nabiyyina Muhammad Wa Ala Alaihi Wasallam Ajma'in. Now. Skip. Hey, now, now, now. Similar to what we what we mentioned, yani that a person he he acts upon. Uh, that which is in the Tanzil, in the Sharia, he acts upon that which is, uh, and as I mentioned, you know, the, what we, definition of patience, you know, to, to um, uh, carry out the obligations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
upon us and يعني, uh, to stay away from the, those things which are haram and that is all from the tanzil all from the sharia all from islam يعني, to carry out those things that a person should be doing and to stay away from those things which are haram وَالْعَمُلْ لِسْتِدَّادِ يَوْمُ الرَّحِيلِ and a person that he, he acts upon that which يعني, uh, is in preparation for the, the last day نعم Yeah. So I just want to discuss a particular scenario. Right. Um, let, let's say you have uh, an individual. Uh-huh. He made wudu, um, and then a couple of hours later, you know, he has all these doubts coming to him, mm-hmm. um, and he's not sure whether he has wudu or not. But okay. in actual fact, he lost his wudu, but he's he's heedless. So he. So he said he made his wudu. He made his wudu, and then he was sure that he lost his wudu also. No, he he made his wudu. Mm-hmm. Let's say at one o'clock. Okay. It's five o'clock now. Okay. And. He's doubtful whether he has his wudu or not. So he uses this principle. But let's say in this particular scenario, he actually does not have his wudu. So he's used that principle mm-hmm. and he's upon you know, a state of mind and ritual impurity, but he thinks he's still got the wudu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He then goes to pray. Mm-hmm. Is his salah accepted? If he, genuinely, if he genuinely works with that principle and that's, at that time, yeah. he, 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 uh, yeah, he, he didn't know. Yeah. Um, and he, he, yeah, and he went with that which was the origin with him, and that which he was certain of, which was that he made wudu prior to that. But he went and worked with this principle, and he's working with that which is common in the sunnah, and that which is common in, in the religion, and if a, what a person should do, that he uh, works, uh, he repels the doubt, and works with that, that which he, he, he's certain of. And so here, he, he implements the principle and the, and, the, and the hadith, and he goes along with the fact that he's got the wudu. But it may, the actual reality may be that he, he lost the wudu. The scholars have mentioned there's nothing upon him. There's nothing upon him because uh, even when we discuss the issue of a person when he uh, wakes up, he wakes up uh, in Ramadan and he's not sure whether it's, يعني, the fajr has begun and he eats and he works with the principle that the origin is that it's still night and he continues to eat. But then he, then he, he uh, finds out later on that he, he did eat. He did eat. When, um, yeah, and he, this, this fajr had already begun. The scholars have mentioned that he's, he's excused because he worked with the principle, and he worked with the hadith, and he didn't intend to eat. Naam. But on that note, what about if a person, we talk, so, so this situation uh, we mentioned about the person in Ramadan when he wakes up and he's not sure whether the sun has, uh, whether, whether fajr has begun. What about at the time of Maghrib, Ghurub al-Shams? So we talked about Tulu' al-Shams. Tulu' al-Fajr, afwan. Tulu' al-Fajr. What about the Ghurub? When it comes to breaking the fast. He's not sure whether يعني, the sun has set Maghrib, but it is, Maghrib time has kicked in. What does he do? Does he continue to fast or does he eat? He eats? What's the origin? Daytime. That it's daytime. Yeah, and that which he's certain of is that it's daytime. That's what he's got to continue with. That, yeah, and I've been fasting and I went through the day, and yeah, and I've been in the state of fasting, but now I'm not sure of whether Maghrib has kicked in. The origin is that he it's still daytime now, and so he withholds up until he's he's, he's certain. So the same situation, you have to double check. But still, no doubt, a person should double check now. As we mentioned before, that uh, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, some of these scenarios doesn't uh, negate or contradict with a person double checking, double checking, going along with that which is ahwat, that which is more yeah, uh, cautious. Now, we'll end with that. Inshallah, next week we continue with the next hadith. Later. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah, the Sheikh of Sheikh of Fawzan, he, he, he answered that. Then the person, you know, he should, he should stay away from that because washing more than three is bid'ah. Washing more than, than three is bid'ah. Uh, and so, um, because he wouldn't be falling into anything haram if he was to go, just leave it. And if he, in reality, it was only two that he, 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 he twice that he washed that particular body part, then, Two is, has come in the sunnah. And he hasn't fallen into anything haram. 
and it's yani, even once if he was to wash it once it suffices him but the fact that he may fall into 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 bid'ah now so it's better to in, yani, in that situation some of these principles as well as I mentioned that some of the principles of fiqh that uh, there are exceptions at times that a principle can can't be taken applied every single in every single scenario. Sometimes other principles come in. Also, now, what's the salah?